Why do people get married? Is it because they have romantic feelings and they are so in love? Is it, is it merely that? We live in a culture that has gotten real confused about what marriage is about. But God's word has something to say on the topic. And there is a reason that God designed marriage. We will see that today. I'm so glad that you joined me on Audacious Arrows, where we're becoming recklessly bold men and women of faith through the power of God's word. Well, Jesus has finished up his teaching and gone to another region, and once again he's got large crowds following him and he's healing them, and the Pharisees come onto the stage once again, and they are trying to test Jesus, and this time they're going to ask him about divorce. Now, divorce is a sensitive subject. In our day and age, probably all of us have either someone in our own family or someone really close to us who's been affected by divorce. And today we're going to hear what Jesus has to say on the topic. Now before we start, um, to give a little biblical context, we're going to read two verses about what the Bible says about marriage. The first one is from the book of Genesis, and we've actually already read it on this podcast, but we'll revisit it. So this is in Genesis chapter 2, and it's verse 24. This is right after... God had created Adam and Eve. Remember, he had caused Adam to go into a deep sleep sleep, and taken out one of his ribs. And from it, he had formed Eve and brought her to Adam. And then they basically get married. It says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Now, one way to think about this is, I'm sure you've played with Plato before. Um, if you take two chunks of Play-Doh and you mush them together and you knead them together, they become one hunk of Play-Doh and you can't take them apart again, can you? It's kind of that way with marriage as well. Adam and Eve are joined together by God and they become one flesh. They become one being. And that is true in marriage. So a husband and a wife are one. And it's God that joins them together. God here is the one who designed marriage. The only actors in this scenario are Adam, Eve, and God. And God was the one who made Eve and brought her to the man. Um, So he created marriage in the beginning. Okay, we're going to look at one other verse in the Bible about marriage. And this is the Apostle Paul speaking in the book of Ephesians about marriage. So this is in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22, and it says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its Savior. Now the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives, as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Okay. 
So way back in Genesis, um, after Adam and Eve sinned, they knew that God was going to do something. He promised that there would be an offspring who would come and crush the head of the serpent. But from the beginning, they didn't know exactly how that would look. Who would that offspring be? How would he do it? What would it look like? This was a mystery that was hidden all the way until Jesus came. And, but the cool thing is this mystery, there was like a little hint about it within every single marriage since the beginning of time. Because the way God designed marriage was that husbands were to be like play the part of Jesus to their wives. They're to lay down their lives and love their wives the same way that Jesus loves his church. And the wives are supposed to obey and follow and submit to their husbands the same way the church obeys and follows and submits to Jesus. So marriage is a picture of Jesus and his church. That's what it's supposed to tell. Marriage is supposed to tell a story. And even in the very beginning of time, before they knew who Jesus was and what was going to happen, they had this little hint of it within marriage. So that's what marriage is all about. That's why God created marriage. God defined marriage. He created it, and he had a purpose in creating it. Now that said, when Moses laid out the law of God for the people of Israel, um, there there was law about getting a divorce and the reasons and the process of how to do that. Hmm. So why in God's law is there law about divorce? Well, that's what Jesus is going to talk about today. So we're going to find out that answer. Now, there um, is one other word that I want you to understand is before we read, and we're going to hear about eunuchs. Um, it's a word that's spelled E-U-N-U-C-H-S. And we see um, eunuchs appear quite a bit in the Bible. And eunuchs are basically, for our purposes, uh, people who are, um, are unable to be with a woman. Usually eunuchs were men and they were single and they were either um, born that way or they were um, made that way. Um, often eunuchs served in royal palaces because they could um, kind of protect and care for the women in the palace without being tempted by them. Um, so that's kind of, we're going to see about eunuchs and I wanted you to just understand what that word means because it's not one we use in our everyday vocabulary. All right, let's dive in. We are in Matthew chapter 19. So find that in your Bible, Matthew chapter 19. Here we go. Now when Jesus had finished these sayings, he went away from Galilee and entered the region of Judea beyond the Jordan. And large crowds followed him, and he healed them there. And Pharisees came up to him and tested him by asking, is it lawful to divorce one's wife for any cause? He answered, Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female, and said, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh? So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. They said to him, why then did Moses command one to give a certificate of divorce and to send her away? He said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives. 
but from the beginning it was not so. And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, and marries another, commits adultery. The disciples said to him, If such is the case of a man with his wife, it is better not to marry. But he said to them, Not everyone can receive this saying, but only those to whom it is given. For there are eunuchs who have been so from birth, and there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by men, and there are eunuchs who have made themselves eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Let the one who is able to receive this receive it. Then children were brought to him, that he might lay his hands on them and pray. The disciples rebuked the people, but Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and went away. Well, in this section, Jesus starts out answering these Pharisees by explaining about marriage from the beginning. God created them male and female, and he created marriage. And Jesus says, What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. God joins people together in marriage, so man ought not to separate it. And then they ask him, Well, why then did Moses command one to give a certificate of divorce? And Jesus explains that it's because of hardness of heart. Basically, it's because of sin. As we read in Ephesians, and we know from the beginning, God's original design for marriage was that it would, it would last. In the same way that Jesus never abandons his church, and the church of Christ is always faithful to Jesus, a man and a wife are supposed to be faithful to one another. So God's design is that marriage last until death, until death do us part is how the um, traditional wedding vows go. But there is some permission because unlike Jesus and unlike the church, we are sinners. We have hardness of heart. And so we don't play out God's plan perfectly because of our sin. And so Moses allowed there to be divorce. Now, Jesus explains that it's, it's permitted, it's not necessary, but it's allowed. Um, and I think the Pharisees of this time probably thought that divorce was inevitable in certain circumstances, that it was like, well, if, if something goes wrong in this way, like adultery or abandonment, um, then a man must divorce his wife. And Jesus is saying, well, it's allowed because of hardness of heart, but it's not God's original plan. So what does this mean for us? (laughs) Well, for one thing, we need to take marriage seriously. Um, So if you're listening to this, this is a podcast for kids. You're probably not married (laughs) and definitely not divorced. Um, But Lord willing, you will be someday. And so as you think about that and plan for that in your life, um, keep in mind God's plan for marriage. And if you've been impacted by divorce, um, you need to remember that Jesus Christ came to save sinners. We are all sinners. We've all fallen. um, And our hope is in Him. And He is able to take even the messiest situation and make it beautiful and be glorified in it. And our goal should be from this moment forward to glorify God in whatever circumstance He has placed us in. Um, So think about how you speak and how you act 
and strive to honor God in the way that you relate to your family, whatever the family situation is. All right, so then the disciples come to him and they're like, well, this is, this is a hard thing. No one should ever get married then because, because of how God designed it and because we're all sinners. And Jesus said, well, there are some people who are eunuchs, who are single, um, who will not get married, but it's, it's not for everybody. So, so then the disciples, it's interesting, their response is, well, then it's better for no one to marry, right? <laughs> and Jesus explains that there are some people to whom it's given to be single. Uh, it talks about, he uses the, the term eunuchs for these people. Um, that are either eunuchs from birth or have been um, made that way um, for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. So there are, there are times that God has, for whatever reason and in whatever way, caused someone to live a life of singleness. And they should also live for the sake of the kingdom of heaven in the same way that a husband and a wife should live for the sake of the kingdom. Um, no matter what our marriage situation we should seek to exalt Jesus in our lives and put him on display. So if you're a kid and you're not married, you can seek to glorify God and honor him in your life right now. And for people who are married or when you someday get married, you can seek to honor Christ and put him on display in your marriage. All right, after this, we have some children who are brought to him that he might lay his hands on them and pray. So imagine these are children probably brought by their parents because they want Jesus to, to bless and pray for their children. This is so sweet. And the disciples are kind of like, well, Jesus is too busy. Get, get these children out of here. He's got important things to do. But Jesus is not too busy for those little children. And he says, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For to such belong the kingdom of heaven. And then he laid his hands on them and went away. So Jesus does bless these children and put his hands on them and pray. I think this is just beautiful. You know, just in the last chapter, Jesus had talked about um, becoming like a little child, humble like a little child to enter the kingdom of heaven. And here, once again, he's got little children around him and he's saying, to such belong the kingdom of heaven. Um, I think it's important to remember that the Bible, Jesus, all of these things are not just for adults. <laughs> Um, prayer, reading the Bible, um, seeking Christ is not an adult pursuit. Children are welcomed by Jesus. Um, so even the youngest child can come to him and seek him. So you are not too young to be studying the Bible, to be going to Jesus in prayer. Um, never, never too young for that. Jesus welcomes little children. All right, let's talk about our memory verse for this week. This is Psalm 37 verses 23 and 24. The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hand. I'm so glad that you joined me today. I do hope that as we read through the Bible together that you would love Jesus more and seek to follow him as your King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I want to remind you that I have memory verse cards available on my website, so I'll have the 
link in the description below. And I also have a contest going on to win a beautiful hardcover cloth bound children's Bible. It's an ESV children's Bible. It has beautiful illustrations in it. And the way to enter is just simply to share about the show with three different people in any way that you choose and then your mom and dad can go online and enter to win that. So I'll have the details linked below in the description. We'll see you next time.